from a fallout shelter somewhere under Seattle, Washington, it's the show you've been waiting for. Get ready to join your hosts, John and Kenrick, as they talk comics, movies and more. Now here's Spoiler Country! Alright, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenrick and that is Mr. Horsley. And today on our show, it is finally... The third part of our saga, Volume 3 of Marvel and DC Similar Characters. That's right. This might not be the last one we do, but it's the last one we have set to do for right now. That's right. We came up with 12, we think, cool ones to talk about. I'm sure there's a plethora of more. Oh, there's so many more. Yeah, but <laughs> so these, are the, these are the the top 12 that we came up with, and we didn't put them in any significant order except for the last one, kind of. I mean, kind of, kind of, but not really. I think that just <laughs> happened to be, go that way because that was the first one that you mentioned. Yeah, well, I mean, for those th- those who don't know, they can't see us. We actually we made the list and then we did it backwards. <laughs> yeah, we made the list and then we went from twelve to one, and we didn't have the idea of counting down to like who is the most. Which, but I don't, I don't think I'd want to do it that way. That would be kind of. And I, I don't. There's too much because then you have arguments over. No, this one's better. This not. Yeah, yeah, this is. I like. I like this better because we're just going through it. And checking it out, and it's and it's it's fun. It's been a lot yeah. of fun, actually. And again, if you have if you have listened to the first two episodes, of that you don't need to to enjoy this one. But what I will say is, what we're doing is we're taking characters that are similar on the top level, and then discussing how if whether we think they are similar or not similar, and kind of talking it out and making a decision as we go. We don't really have decisions mostly going into these. We just kind of take them at the top level, talk it out, and go from there. Yeah, it was really quick. It was just like. Listen, this name some characters really quick of what we can have. I think I did two and 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 Johnny did the rest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how it goes. But <laughs> well, I came up with the idea and you're like, "Oh, I like this." <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, should we do announcements? We've been doing those yes, recently. Yes. I I love this. I kind of want to move all the stuff that we do at the on the back end a lot of times here as well for some of it, but I don't know. But announcements for sure. Okay, answers for sure. As you all know, we went to Ace Comic Con. That was that was that was fun. We're going to San Diego Comic Con next week, next month, not next week. <laughs> next <laughs> July month, eighteenth to the twenty second. We will be in San Diego for the Comic Con event. Yep, that is true, and it's going to be amazing. And <laughs> it's going to be amazing. We're telling you now, it's going to be unreal. <laughs> and this episode is coming out on June second, right? This, 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 July second, you mean? Or so, God, I can't. I, I don't know my date just today. Well, because it's July unreal 2nd. that we're almost all the way done with June. It's it's right? stupid. It's like how where did this month go? Right. Yeah. So if this comes out June July second, which is which is you know Monday of next week from us recording this. That means this is coming out one day before our one year anniversary. I know. Isn't that weird? And that's an announcement right there. A year. <laughs> we made it a year. Yeah. So we would, we're doing something special for tomorrow for our, for our. One year, we at this point we don't quite know exactly what we're going to do, but it's right. going to be it's going to be cool. It's going to be going to be epic, no matter what it is, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> do you have any other announcements? I mean, we really just our main. We one have is a shirt. One year. It is oh, out. we do. I have tweeted it out today. You saw my darling pretty face with our awesome shirt on there. It is yep. on our Facebook page, our Twitter page. Um, it'll, I it'll believe be the there's show a link. On the website already. If not, there will be shortly. Um, it's really cool, actually. It's from T Public, and 
it is great material. It feels good. It's breathable. And they have all different sizes. So I wear Colors. a 3X right now. So, and they, I think they go even larger than that. So yeah, we got you covered literally. And they have a massive amount of colors. Smothered. Yeah. yeah. So it's a design that Kenrick came up with and then I made and put up there. And I think it's, 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 it's very cool. I need to order one too. I don't have one yet, but I need to get one before San Diego. And we're going to oh, have to order ones. now. Oh, we, I will. It takes about gonna, seven business days. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's they're a little slow on the shipping sometimes. But, but it's all right. Yep, it's all right. We get it, and uh, we'll have some other t-shirt, t-shirt designs coming out soon. But we've got our first one up there now for you to to purchase and to enjoy. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I know like you've it, talked about it. you've tweeted it out and talked about it a lot today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had so hopefully everybody listened to to the Ace Comic Con stuff. And saw the videos that we put out on Twitter and yeah, Facebook. That was fun. That was a lot better than I anticipated. It was. I, I got to say, I, I'm. I, I really think we should get a table there next year. Honestly. Yeah, if we can, let's get it. Let's see if we can yeah. get a table. Reach out to those guys, and maybe yeah. they'll let us have one. Have one to use all day long. So, <laughs> I have one thing I want to say. And I, I haven't asked you about this yet, but I'm hoping that I'm going to say it on air, and you'll say yes. Oh my god. Okay. So no, we had talked. Oh damn it. <laughs> Go. All right. On with the show. Kenrick said no. No. So we had talked a, a while ago, and we actually tweeted out about it about a month or two ago, about possibly doing a thing where we give away Steam game codes, right? Okay, yeah. I want to give away our first one today. Oh, cool. So, and it's going to be super easy, and I'm not going to say what game it is yet, because I have, I have a list of games that I've got, and I'm going to I'll pull one out, because I don't have it accessible right now. But what I want to do is, if you want a, a code for a Steam game for free, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, and then tweet at us to tell us you want it. That's it. Oh, that's easy. Super easy. Super easy. And I will pick somebody the day. So it comes out. This, this, this come on on the second. By the morning of the third, I will tweet at somebody and tell them who, who, who gets it. Yeah. How are you going to pick? Put I don't you know. On the I spot. I, that's a good question. I wish, there should be a hashtag for this, shouldn't there? To make it easy. There should be a hash. Maybe a hashtag or some way of being able to randomly choose somebody. So right, there's we'll do no. This. You tweet out with hashtag SC game, right? Yep. I will take everybody who, who tweets us with that hashtag. I will put them into a randomizer and I will randomly pick somebody. So follow us on Twitter and tweet at us and use the hashtag SC game. And if you don't follow us, you won't be eligible. That's right. If you just do the hashtag that don't count. And then, and death Invictus, you cannot enter multiple times. <laughs> How many how many Twitter handles does he have? <laughs> I don't know, but I can see it making multiple to win because he likes he likes his games. He, yeah, he he was the most excited when I said we're giving out giving out Steam codes. Nice, so. nice. <laughs> Do we have particular games? Are we gonna get a list of those games or? Oh, well, you know, if you guys if you bear with me for just a second, I can pull up the list of the, of the Steam code games that I have. Oh, let's yeah, let's do that. Build let's some see excitement. Here, are they good ones? I have no idea. You're not giving me Pitfall, are you? I can play Maybe. that for free on the through the browser well as my computer sites try to open things oh wonderful i have the codes here but not what game they're linked to (laughs) (laughs) oh no so how about for this episode it's going to be a random game but for next time we give it away i'll find out what game it is beforehand like i should have done for this one because we can't do anything the right way the first time games with with the steam steam code steam code random game yes sounds like a game show i love it it is so remember follow us on twitter Tweet us with hashtag SC game and I'll pick somebody at random on the morning of July 3rd. There you go. That's awesome. All right. So now let's get on with the show. Let's get on with this show. So similar characters, DC versus Marvel or DC and Marvel, however you want to say it. 
whichever. Yep. And the fourth one on our list, because we're going to go four, three, two, one. All right. So number four. <laughs> <laughs> number four, number whatever. Is Green Arrow and Hawkeye. Yep. And obviously, these are both Robin Hood knockoffs, so it's kind of hard to really say that they're a ripoff of each other in my mind. But Green Arrow uh, came to us in 1941 with More Fun Comics number 73. Go try buying that one for less than a dollar. And <laughs> Hawkeye came to us in 1964 and Tales of Suspense number 57. Tales of Suspense gave us a plethora of cool characters in the Marvel Universe. Yes, it did. So did More Fun Comics for DC, though. Yeah, more, both of them. Both of them were like were playgrounds. I honestly, I actually missed the comics like that that were like anthology books that had multiple characters in them because you would get like these stories and these characters intertwining and new characters coming in. And I love the fact that I, I love books that have characters start in them that's not like their own book yeah. because then you have a first appearance in more fun comics. Then you have you know Green Arrow number one later on, and it's kind of like it feels like if they do it that way. They've earned that number one issue, not just been given it. I know it's a weird way to think about it, but it's how it, you know. I feel that way. No, I kind of get what you're saying. It's it's like let's see how they do on this anthology yeah, series. See out, how people right? like Iron Man had a few and tells the suspense. So a lot did tells the suspense. So did Thor. They didn't just come out with their own books. I mean, didn't Iron Man Submariner number one predate Iron Man number one? Iron Man Submariner Submariner number one. I have no yeah, idea. So, I think so because I think uh, they were in Tales of Suspense together, and then well, Submariner in Tales of Tales of Astonish. Oh, okay. Well, it's all good. But there was um, Iron Man Submariner uh, number one was out, and that was like a, supposed to be a launching ground for those two characters to get their own series back in the sixties. Yeah. So Iron Man Submariner number one was April nineteen sixty eight. So that was when was when was Iron Man number one come out? I thought that you know? was it was either sixty eight or sixty seven. I have it upstairs, but. That would mean I have to get off my fat ass and go look. Uh, well, that might be a little too much to ask of you, I know. Well, you know, it's not like we don't have Google boxes in front of our faces. Yeah, but I'm trying to talk it out while trying to find it. May of 68. So then the other one was April? Yeah. April, May. Wow, so it was before. By yeah, a so month. So Iron Man Submariner, remember, it came out but it came out before Submariner number one, you know, Submariner number one and Iron Man number one, and it was like a one shot to launch those two series. So it's actually it's it's, it's kind of like a zero issue for the for for Iron Man number one, and then because uh, it was when that was around when they stopped Astonish and Suspense and moved into like the Hulk one oh one or whatever it was, yeah, and then Iron Man did a series like that. But anyways, that has nothing to do with Hawkeye and Green Arrow. No, <laughs> well, we started talking about anthologies and more fun yeah, comics yeah, yeah. and Tales of Suspense because it's it's funny that both of these characters debuted in other books that weren't their own. Yeah, yeah, it's and to me that's the way characters should appear. How many characters, characters do you appear. think have have done that? Oh, a lot. I mean, Superman, Batman, um, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. Uh, a lot of that. A but lot of almost comics all the number Golden one Age. is. Did they ever stop doing Superman tales in Action Comics? Yeah, really. Like, well, I mean, there's there's the first. Like when you look at the the a thousand issues of Action Comics now, which is crazy to to wrap your head around, really. But when you look at a thousand issues, what percentage of those issues is Superman? Oh, like ma- the mass majority of them. Like ninety-eight percent, probably. But the first, the he was on the cover of the first one. Yeah. But he was not on the cover of uh, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. I don't believe he came back on the cover until issue nine or something like that. Wow, that's kind of weird. It's just interesting to see. You know what I mean? The characters that have because they don't do it this way anymore. It's rare that somebody comes out. That's not their own series anymore, right? Right. Or is it? 
Or does it happen I mean, more often than we think that they come out in somebody else's book and then then they get then they debut in their own book. But no one's really getting like like their own like the anthologies is cool because you could have like a run of 10 with that character to tell a story and an arc and then come out with their own book cuz that arc did so well. Right. That's I mean exactly that's why I like it and uh I mean I don't well, they still do it because you know, like Spider Gwen first appeared in, um, you know, uh, Edge of Spider Verse two, and uh, Jane Foster Thor first appeared in Avengers thirty eight or something like that. So like they have them appearing in other series, which I, which I like. But there are some characters like, I mean, you take Spawn for example in the nineties. Spawn's first appearance, I know he was in Malibu Sun thirteen. People argue that's his first appearance, but it was just a pinup and an article about him because it wasn't really a comic book. It was a, a, a like a, a comic book size magazine that talked about comic books, but. Like Spawn number one was his first appearance as well as his first issue. Same thing with like, I mean, I guess Savage Dragon had an issue before that, but you know, there's like a lot of them have that first issue was also the first appearance. Yeah. I just, for me, it's, if you t- I mean, we just said like a thousand times, I'm repeating myself again, but I like it when the characters are in a different issue first and then they get that number one issue because it feels like they've earned that issue. Like, like Robin got number one when he got number one, it's like he earned it. Don't laugh at me. No, I'm just thinking, you know, people are going, God, you guys said the same thing for the last three minutes or four minutes. It's been the exact, you just said it in different ways. <laughs> We well, both like anthology of characters first. <laughs> to be fair, the whole time I'm, I'm talking myself in into and out of it in my head. Okay, I'm trying to make sure I'm saying the right things. So, but Green Arrow and Hawkeye, I, they're obviously Hawkeye is is very famous, is very popular right now with the Avengers. But I I think Green Arrow is even more popular in my mind. I might be yeah. wrong, but I think Hawkeye. he is. But I don't understand that whole thing because they're both. Robin Hood knockoffs at the end of the day. I mean, and no one's more of a Robin Hood knockoff than Green Arrow. I mean, Jesus, his first costume looked exactly like Robin Hood. Yeah, that was the whole that was the whole point. Now, yeah. before we, before we go any further, we missed one key part of this. Uh-oh. Oh, who yeah. Who created them? Yeah, who did create them? So, Green Unknown Arrow on, on, on Green Arrow because it's Robin Hood with a new name? No, no. Well, I mean... <laughs> It's not really Robin Hood. I mean, it is in theory in like oh my God. theme, <laughs> right? But it's right, right, right. Uh, Mort Weisinger and George Papp created Green Arrow, okay. and then Stanley and Don Heck created um, Hawkeye. Oh heck! Ah, oh, Don Heck. Uh, Don Heck has done quite a bit of stuff, especially yeah in the sixties. He was he was there a lot. He was, yeah, you know, the artist, one of the artists doing. I don't his anthology series. know the guys that you mentioned for Green Arrow, but I have a suspicion they've probably done quite a bit as well. Oh yeah, Mort Weisinger's done a ton of stuff. Yeah. So, but so let's talk about these characters a little bit. Green Arrow, of course, is Oliver Queen. He's a, a rich boy, and he fights crime. Um, the story that they tell on the TV show is more in line with what Grell did in the in the eighties, right? In the Longbow Hunters, yeah, it's very yeah. much in tune to that. Where he you know, took him to Seattle. Although, I mean, Girl, Girl took away his fortune, which they kind of did on the show, but kind of not. Um, right. But actually, to step back a step here, just because I, I just I just saw this, and this is super interesting. Uh, we talked about Mort Weisinger and George Papp. You don't know what they else they had done. Uh, I didn't realize this, but Mort Weisinger created Supergirl. He created Supergirl, Crypto Superdog, The Phantom Zone, The Lost City of Candor, The Legion of Superheroes, and various types of kryptonite. Wow, there you go. Various types of kryptonite. <laughs> that's kind of funny. But Supergirl, yeah. that's cool. And I don't know about crypto, but Supergirl for sure. He also created Aquaman, Green Arrow, Johnny Quick, Vigilante. He did a ton of stuff. Johnny Quick? Yeah. There you go. 
<laughs> Johnny Quick was cool, man. I used to watch he those fit, cartoons he, he all the time. He fits into one of our not not Johnny Quest, Johnny oh. Quick. Oh, I was thinking Johnny Quest. Yeah, I know. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, I've I've always I've always disliked Hawkeye. I don't even like him in the movies. I think he's a lame character. Why, why don't you like Hawkeye? I mean, what is it? Because he's just Green Arrow, purple. He's not though. They're both Robin Hood. You can't even say that. No, 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 no. That's Robin so Hood. bullshit, no, dude. That no, is so bullshit. No, no, yes, no, 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 no. Not, no, 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 no. It's bullshit. It's hey, not bullshit. Here's can't why. have any characters be archers because Green Arrow had that. What the fuck no, is that? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're the same character because they both, I mean, they both live their lives off of trick arrows, right? So, that's nothing. That's what that takes. That takes imagination. No, God. no. Come on, man. I, I mean, take, I get what you're saying. You believe that that you are always the things. I totally respect that, and I shouldn't give you too much shit for that. But in my mind. I just think it's bullshit because they're both, even though you're using trick arrows, whatever, they're both fucking Robin Hood. And it's like, who cares? And, the, and well, Jeremy Renner did a Robin great Hood job only, in the movie. They're only both Robin Hood because they use bow and arrows. That's the only, that's the only yeah. tricking factor to them. Well, sure. And they're all like, Amazon. If they're women, we would say, oh, they're just Amazons. What? No. What are you talking about? Why would I say they're just all Amazons? They're all women. I don't, I don't, if they're women archers, you could compare them to Amazons because the Amazons are known women archers. They would actually cut off their breast on their dominant side so that they could have more speed and power coming out of their arrows. Yeah, but I wouldn't compare them all to Amazons. I would. I'd be like, well, I'm just saying that's what that in my mind, uh, an artist or a writer that came up with a character who happens to be a female archer would probably have the Amazons in mind when they developed that character. Just like Weisenberg. Is it Weisenberg? Yeah. Weisenberg. Or Weisinger. Weisinger. Weisinger obviously had Robin Hood in his head when he made Oliver Queen with some caveats. But actually, Green Arrow and Robin Hood are very similar. Both rich. Both fight crime. The only thing is, is Robin Hood's tagline is he gives, he steals from the rich and gives to the poor. But... Oliver Queen's just rich and fights crime. But to me, it's, I don't know, man. They're both, the, all, the, all three characters to me are basically the same character, just a little bit different uniforms. I think Oliver Queen's written better now. He's more fun. And thank God they don't do the frickin' uh, boxing glove arrow anymore. <laughs> uh, whatever, the boxing glove arrow is the best. <laughs> now, have you heard... Have you read uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us, with when Harley Quinn asks him why he has a boxing glove arrow? No, I've never read Injustice. Dude, in one, you have read Injustice. You need to fucking read it. It's one of the I, best I DC World stories yeah. you're ever, ever going to read. I keep but hearing that. The response he gives her is, sometimes you just want to punch somebody in the face. It's really far away. <laughs> that's a great right. That's a great line, but still, it's, still, it's too corny for me, dude. That that right there is... That's the reason like I don't like... Um, uh, what's his name? Hal Jordan. Um, Green Lantern? The Green Lantern. I don't know why. I could have, I just the lantern part was escaping me. That's the reason that I, I can't stand the constructs. I, you know, someone's falling from the sky and he creates a huge baseball mitt. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> I just find it's, I, I can suspend my belief to so much. You know what I mean? And it just, for some reason, that one gets me. Okay. Well, it just does. You're like, I Okay. Mean- but I don't know how to respond to that because I, I guess I don't know. It's it's comics, you like man. it. That's you can say. Oh, I I really enjoy it because you do. I I hate Hal Jordan. The passion. Well, you hate Hal Jordan, but you like I the like Green Kyle. Lantern mythos. I like, I like Kyle Reiner. Yeah, I I like Jonathan or Stewart's Rainer. attitude. 
Well, I mean, what's what's good about the Green Lanterns is the fact that they have there's you have you know Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, the you know the main well, four. Let me throughout put it this way: last, when it comes whatever. to Green Lantern, I've read some stories that I really enjoyed that didn't do things like that. But when he makes like a bed, he makes a construct of a bed to catch somebody, or a baseball mitt, or or a huge hammer. I just get it; just takes me out of the story. It's like, ugh. But if you had a ring that could make anything your will, you could will anything to come to be, yeah. whatever you want to, wouldn't you have some fun with it? Yeah, probably. But it's the same thing when I like if I watch a Japanese anime, right? <clears throat> as yeah. soon as they do like the big eyes and the tear, the one teardrop and and all the stupid humor, I, it takes me out. I can't watch it after that. Oh, all right. I have to watch like good ones, like Ghost in the Shell and things like that. The other ones just drive me nuts, and that's what and that's what happens. Though it just takes me out. That's all. I mean, I don't know, man. It's to each his own. I don't know. Um, but Green Arrow, Hawkeye. That was a weird. That was a weird like whole thing about Green Arrow and Hawkeye. We didn't really talk. I was him. a bad Hawkeye was a bad guy first. Was he really? Yeah. Just like Black Widow, they're bad guys. They're they're villains first. Were they bad guys together? Because there's been a lot of cartoons and in books where they've always been like close. I guess is to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've always been um, linked in some ways. Like, So what is it about Hawkeye that really bugs you besides, you know, oh, he's just, you know, green arrow, but purple? Well, I mean, mostly that's it. Because it's like yeah. in the 60s, they create, Marvel was creating a bunch of characters and they just copied a bunch of DC Golden Age characters, you know? But you think that's and just a direct copy? I mean, do you think they're like, let's make green arrow? Because Part of me does, yeah. Really? You think so? Huh. Yeah. Because that part of me is like that's he's so far away. The next one on the next one on our list is probably one of the biggest contentions I'm ever going to have about copycat characters. Oh, yeah, and, well, it, and it plays right into this one we're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, because to me, Hawkeye, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think it's much of an imagination to come up with Hawkeye. Oh, and actually, Hawkeye and Black Widow teamed up in his first appearance against Iron Man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Have they ever? Yeah, his very yeah. first fucking appearance. Yeah, Black Widow was first. Black Widow appeared five issues before him, but in his first appearance, she he teamed up with Black Widow uh, to take I on Iron Man. I wouldn't mind getting Black Widow's first appearance, but she in comic books, but she um she's not the same character anymore. Nah, it's totally different. Yeah, totally different. I think I like her better now. Yeah, I like her better now too. And like, I don't think in the beginning Hawkeye used trick arrows and shit. I think in the beginning he was just a bad guy. He was an archer. Yeah, the trick arrows. The trick arrows came later and. I mean, reading him in the '90s was like, ugh. I mean, yeah. West Coast Avengers was—I don't care if you like that—it was no I West Coast it. Avengers. I never read a, I never read them. I did. I didn't. I didn't. I read a couple of. I didn't. Care. I kept getting them for free from people, and I was like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want this. Right. Take this free book, please. <laughs> He's all right in the movies. I mean, it's it's okay, but like, yeah. I sure as hell didn't miss him in Infinity War. That's for sure. <laughs> like, I didn't I like give a Jeremy shit. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I like Jeremy Renner too, but like. His absence from the movie, yeah, just bug okay. you, huh? Did, didn't bug me at all. I was like, right, whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, you know? his absence from the movie. You know what? It's funny is I didn't notice that he was absent until it was like a people kept talking about it. You know, there's only a few characters that you really know. I mean, because he's he's kind of a throwaway character. I guess I don't really care either way about him. I yeah, I do like Green Arrow more because I think the writing of Green Arrow has always been um, better. You know his backstory is yeah. better. Oh, yeah, it's a better. He's a better character. Yeah, he's a better. Yeah, he's a better thought out, fleshed out character. So right. Well, here's here's the thing too about Hawkeye in the movies. Yeah. If you removed him from all those movies, it wouldn't matter. I mean, what would you get? You would lose the Hawkeye under mind control in the first one, I guess. Uh, but 
it wouldn't really, you could easily get around it. No, it wouldn't yeah. make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's, it is what it is, I guess. You know, I don't think he's a ripoff of Green Arrow. I, I think it's, it's just too much of a, like a no shit kind of character. Yeah. You well, know, because like Robin Hood's is what? And isn't he, uh, what do they call it when it's in the license free zone? What do they call that? Public domain. Yeah. He's in the public domain, right? Yeah. He is. So it's like, okay. It's like doing Solomon Grande is really just a, what, a knockoff of Frankenstein's monster, isn't he? Well, yeah, he's a, he's a, basically a zombie, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's, you know what? That's probably, Solomon Grande is probably one of my favorite characters. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. He always has been. And I always want to get his first appearance, but. Um, Good luck. Yeah. It's so expensive. I mean, you can find them for like 800 bucks, but they're like, re- they're like folded in half in, you know. All American Comic 61 of 1944. Yeah. It like, and there's staples missing and the back cover's gone or, you know what I mean? Or it's, everything's detached or there's pages right. missing. I've, fi- I've, I've. I've seen them go for like 800 bucks, but then, you know, for a good copy, it's like 17 grand, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, here is a sold May 14th, All American Comics number one, coverless and incomplete, sold for $900. Yeah. See, there you go. So good fucking luck getting that for yeah. cheaper than a thousand. Exactly. Exactly. But that's the kind of condition that I found it in. Yeah. You know, the cover, the, the cover was there, but there was no back cover. And the staples were rusted, and it was, de- and the cover itself was detached. And I think there was like two or three pages missing. Jesus! And it still went for like eight hundred bucks. So it's like okay, but I don't want that. I want one. I want. I don't want to get one that's. I wouldn't want to get one that's uh, unreadable. You know. Right. Right. Well, you could buy one on eBay right now, graded at four point five for six thousand dollars. Yeah. See, no, it's too much. That's it's the only one on eBay too. Yeah, it's too much for a comic book. It really yeah, is. I don't. I mean, unless I have disposable income where that's just not a big deal. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever be there, but yeah. someday maybe, maybe. So our next one. So let's just get off the green arrow and Hawkeye because I want to hear Johnny's rant on the next one. And the next one is one of DC's most beloved characters for a very long time. The flash and Marvel's Quicksilver. Now the flash came out in 1940 with flash comics. Number one. Yep. And then, and that's the Golden Age Flash, which is different than the Flash that everybody loves today. Yeah, that's Jay Garrick Flash. Yeah, that's Jay Garrick Flash. And then um, the new, the Flash, Barry Allen's Flash came out in 1956. Yeah, and it was what? What was it called? Showcase Four. Yeah, Showcase Number Four, which I saw not too long ago. I think Russ had one at the shop. And there's one. There's one at Ace. Oh, that's where I saw it. it was Ace? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then Quicksilver came out in 1964. X Men Number Four. So, Quicksilver was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, obviously X Men yep. early. Yep. Quicksilver and, has the very classic Kirby look. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. And uh, the Flash, the original Flash, was created by Harry Lampert and Gardner Fox. And here's a here's a fun fact: before my dad passed away, he ended up getting an original art drawing of oh. the Flash signed by Gardner Fox and Harry Lampert. Wow. You have yeah, it. Lampert. I mean, my mom has it. Yeah. Nice. And I actually, I actually have a. So All Star Comics number four, which I believe is the first, I think it's for Justice Society of America. Yeah. Um, if I'm wrong on that, let me just start real quick. Uh, all Star Comics. This four. is a crazy episode because we weren't really off on Green Air and Hawkeye. <laughs> we were kind of all over the place. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, All Star Comics for the first Justice, Justice Society of America. I had they did a DC did a reprint of that, yeah. a millennial edition with like a special foil cover, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I actually picked up a copy of that signed by Gardner Fox, Harry Lampert, and Martin O'Dell, who is the creator of Green Lantern. Wow, they're still alive. <laughs> they were when it came out. They're they're all they're all they're all passed on. Wow, now. that's crazy. Funny. If we ever do an episode about Green Lantern, I have some great stories about Martin O'Dell because my dad do an and I actually met him. Green Make me like him. Yeah. Well, my dad and I have a. We had a. We met him. We met Martin O'Dell down in San Diego in 02 and and had a had lots of t- a long talk with him. He has a different, but his Green Lantern's different, right? Very much so. His Green, his Green Lantern is is the Alan Scott Green Lantern, which is more based on magic than on science. That's just such an oxymoron when it comes to comic books. But okay. Well. No, I mean, no, no, I get it. No, I get it. I'm just, it's just, it makes me laugh because I'm thinking in my head how the power ring works and you know what I mean? And they're doing all this stuff and, I, but I don't know enough of, but don't, don't, don't judge me or, or get down about it because I don't know enough about Green Lantern to justify that, that statement. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think yeah. in my head, he's making constructs of baseball mitts and what science, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Back to Flash and Quicksilver. Yeah, this is one of my this is one of my biggest ones ever. Hey, of real, annoyances. real quick, that's the last time we're mentioning Green Lantern in this episode. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Um, so, Flash and Quicksilver, dude. What are your thoughts? Right. What's going so on? My in your thoughts head? are so okay. Before we get into the argument of you can have more than one character to have the same superpower, which mm-hmm. I completely mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, and I get. But when you take, it's just a matter of. Flash is an iconic character. Yeah. You know, they they reinvented him with science, with quote unquote science in the six in the fifties to be you know Barry Allen, Lightning the scientist, chemical Lightning equals plus Flash, chemical, do all this shit, whatever. Yeah, and he became. And they, they made the Speed Force, all the kind of stuff, and then it felt like when I was a kid reading a bunch of these comic books and learning learning about the Silver Age of comic books as a kid growing up. Yeah, I kept seeing all these characters created by DC or by national periodicals or whatever in the forties, fifties and sixties. And then in the sixties, I would see Marvel having these secondary characters that were just like, uh, okay, we need a guy that runs fast too. We need a guy with an arrow as well. We need a big guy that does this. We need a guy that does this. And then it's like, take pieces from the DC golden age and rename them and reconstruct them, but and keep their power sets very similar. And it just, it, it annoyed the shit out of me. Now I, you know, you can have characters run the same speed, you know, right. both be speedsters. That's fine. I, I I do get it. It just annoys the shit out of me because it's like, so, okay. I get what you're saying. My thought process is it's not a unique enough power set that it is so imaginative that you'd be like, that's a, to- that's a blatant ripoff. You know what I mean? And Quicksilver is not the Flash. He's not as fast as the Flash. In my mind, I don't think he could be. You tell that tomorrow, fanboys he, fucking argue about it all the time. Well, that's just stupid because one, Barry Allen's like one of the smartest people in the universe, and two, he's you know he can travel time running. Quicksilver can't do that, so that that argument's moot, right? Well, he's done that in the comics in the last fifteen years. Who has? They, I mean, Quicksilver. They've made Quicksilver super fast oh, in the comics well, in the last. The thing 20 is, years. is like, but having a speedster <clears throat> to me isn't so much so like, oh my god, maybe if they're starting to take things and making him more on the level of the Flash, then it starts to become like, eh, well, you guys are are kind of being douchey about it. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're kind of doing this. But it doesn't bother me because Quicksilver's just a mutant, and he runs really fast. He's is what? he a mutant? Yeah, Quicksilver is a mutant. Is he? Because they retconned that. No, he, isn't he still Magneto's son? No, they retconned that shit when, when, when they lost rights to it. When, when Marvel lost X-Men to oh, Fox, it'll go they were breaking it back. They retconned that shit out of that, and they made it to where he's no longer a mutant. He was a science experiment, and 
uh, the whole ruse of Magneto. Magneto didn't know what he was talking about. He was wrong. They made they they retconned all that shit. Like um, after when they put Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, really like two years before that, they retconned him. They retconned him and yeah. Wanda being mutants. Well, that's, well, the Quicksilver in the X Men franchise for Sony or for Fox is a mutant. Th- yeah. yeah, he's a mutant and he's awesome. That guy did a great job. That whole watch it, that whole scene where they're uh, going to break out. Was it Charles or who are they breaking out of the? Magneto. Magneto. They're breaking Magneto yeah. out of the prison, and he does that whole running thing in the uh, in the kitchen. That was genius. Yeah. And it was just like, why didn't DC do something like that with the Flash in the Justice League movie? Right. It was so. Well, I mean, if they if they did that, it would have been oh, they're just doing the same thing they didn't. Yeah. It's the problem with this. Is the problem with DC movies. They're yeah. always like. They may have invented this shit in the comics. They're a step like, behind I, every time. They're a step behind the movies. Like, you know, Marvel did Thanos and did a fantastic job. And now if they do Darkseid, everyone's like, you just copied Marvel. I'm like, no, they, I mean, oh, come on. <laughs> dude, I was, you know what? I just watched, I, I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but I just watched uh, Justice League War, the cartoon. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. I, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it before. I saw it when it first came out and I've seen it, you know, yeah. and just or DC animated stuff. I love it. And it's kind of my lullaby, right? I can't get to sleep. I'll put on like a DC animated movie and then, and either I'll watch the whole thing or I fall asleep because you know, right. But I tweeted out on our Twitter and you guys can go check it out. If you, if you're so inclined to go find it, but it was just that moment when you're watching justice league war and you come to realization that wonder woman is the greatest one-on-one fighter in the DC universe. Yeah. She's so good in that movie. Oh, but she really is probably the best pound for pound fighter. She might not be able to beat every single character in the DC universe, but she's definitely give her Superman's powers. How unstoppable would she be? Dude, I mean, she, she almost has Superman. I mean, she's almost a strong Superman. Yeah, you know, she's so almost crazy. almost a Superman. But it's it's I don't know why. I just sorry. I, it just came to me because we were talk we were talking about the DC movies and Flash. So are they going to do the Flash movie? Let's 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 bring this back around. So they're doing well, yeah, they're doing Flashpoint. Are they the doing movie. it? Yeah, I mean they've already announced that. But they've they've lost like three directors on it and they've lost a writer and that's what I was wondering if who, they've who knows? pulling it. I mean Aquaman's coming out. Yeah. Batgirl's in limbo because the Josh Batgirl's Whedon. not Batgirl's not gonna happen. That's uh, I, I doubt it. I was really I mean, looking forward to that one. I didn't you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean I've said it before, I'll say it again. I really kinda want them to just like Go to Flashpoint, reboot everything, and start over and do it right. Yeah. Don't don't rush to Justice League. Don't get there with fucking Cyborg and out Superman for half the movie. Make an actual Justice League movie and make the fans happy. Yeah, if you did Flashpoint, you could still keep Wonder Woman in canon and just yeah. start her right before Justice League happens. Yeah. I mean, they're doing Wonder Woman 1984, which is going to yeah, be should amazing. Be, should be cool. I'm wondering how, they, how they're going to get... Steve Trevor in that, but we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. So this has been a weird episode where we've gone off topic because one, you know, when we start talking about comic book characters, it's easy for us to stray to other things yeah. because it, it all kind of leads to other places. But when we talk about flash and Quicksilver, obviously they're the same. Obviously they're, they're, you know, there's probably is a lot of levity to what Johnny's saying of them stealing some shit from flash for Quicksilver. I don't know that it's no one thinks of Quicksilver on the same level as Flash. Well, no, I nobody who knows their shit, but I've had over the years, I've had lots of conversations with people who are Marvel diehards who will argue that the Quicksilver is stronger, faster, and he's way better than the Flash. And I'm like, 
That's just, but they might be just pushing your buttons because they know you're such a DC fan. No, they're not. They're they're legit. They're that's how they think, and they, they they'll cite these things when they want to. And I, my biggest thing is, I'll just I always just go back to well, I mean, if you read DC versus Marvel, the Flash kicks his ass and saves people at the same time. So yeah, go I, for I it. don't think that's you know I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, they're comic books, so right. you can always argue a point for the character that you love is better than another character. And you can find reasons to get to that point. But let's just take it to the level of who came first, who has a better backstory, who's written better, and who looks cooler. And it all comes down to the Flash anyways. So, you know, that's that argument's dead. I'm a Marvel fanboy. I love Marvel stuff. I grew up reading Marvel more than I ever did DC. But you can't... There's just certain characters that are iconic that you can't say one's better than the other except for when you're dealing with the Flash. There's not a speedster, and there's tons of speedsters. Right, Quicksilver isn't right. the only one. But no, no, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's not one speedster that is better than the Flash. It's like... No, Barry Allen Flash. And we should note that Barry Allen Flash was created by Robert Canninger and Carmen Infantino. Nice. And, who, and Quicksilver was created by, oh yeah. Stanley and Jack Kirby. That's right. That's, oh, the Barry Allen Flash, which is the one everybody loves. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like, I mean... But isn't Kid Flash... So Wally West... So here's the thing about Flash. Let's let's go on a little bit of Flash tangent here, okay? So like Golden Age Flash was Jay Garrick. He he was Flash from 1940 to 1951, right? And then he came back in 61 in a crossover event, The Flash of Two Worlds with Barry Allen, right? But Barry Allen Allen was Flash from 1956 to 1985, right? So when I started reading comics, Barry Allen was dead. Because Barry Allen died in... Crisis of, or crisis of Infinite Earths, right? Right. Sacrifices himself to save the universes. So and Barry Allen I, was dead for a while. He was dead until until 2008. <laughs> wow. But that's how that, that kind of tells you how popular Barry Allen was because I never knew anybody else was the Flash except for Barry Allen. Yeah. But Wally West was the Flash from 1986 all the way through until uh, pretty much pretty much until uh, Flashpoint. Because Flashpoint was what brought Flash. You know, Flash was or Barry Allen was back before a little bit, but then. Flashpoint is what made Barry Allen back to being the Flash, full time Flash, right? Yeah, so, that was a mouthful, right? <laughs> and when I when I, <laughs> when I was growing up reading comic books, like Wally West was the Flash, you know, yeah, and uh, Kyle Rayner was or Kyle Reiner was Green Lantern, and that was those were the two I grew up with, and then I learned about Barry Allen and and Hal Jordan later, so I grew up and also grew up with Tim Drake Robin, not Dick Grayson Robin. Or Jason Todd, because Tim Drake Robin had his own Robin series in the nineties for like 160 issues. Wow, right? that's a long time. Yeah, so like I grew up with all these like legacy. This is why I'm so like, I love legacy characters because the characters I grew up reading were all legacy characters. You know, all the characters you grew up reading were legacy characters. Like you, you consider Tim Drake a legacy character? Absolutely, because he's he came after Jason Todd and after uh, Dick Grayson and as Robin. I think I'm I'm mixing it up. What do you mean by legacy character? Because to me, the title it, of Robin is a legacy. The the, the oh, name Robin passes gotcha, down from person gotcha, to person. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, that is yeah. kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So those those three characters I read a lot were all you know passed down titles to these other characters, and I learned about the. I mean, I always knew who Dick Grayson as Nightwing, and I always knew you know Barry, Barry Allen was dead, and and how Jordan went crazy and blew up blew up Coast City, and. Then they brought him back in the 2000s. It's like, oh, this is weird. And then for me, it's like they don't have, you know, Wally West is now coming back in the comic books. And Tim Drake is like forgotten about it. He's Red Robin. Nobody gives a shit anymore. I'm like, Tim Drake was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Drake was great. Right. So it's just, it's, it's just interesting that they did that. And like, 
you know, these characters were pop. He was popular enough that they, you know, they kept him dead for a long ass time. Yeah. And brought him back and he's still popular. Yeah. He's, he's more popular now than he has been for a really, really long time. Yeah. I still think Grant Gustav's is, is, is the flash for me. Yeah. I, I love Grant Gustav as the flash. I just, I, I, the other guy did great. He was one of the best things about the justice league movie. Yeah. Yeah, but his the way he, I mean he was great, but the way he acted was very non Barry Allen. He was he was very much more of a Bart Allen or a, or a Wally West. Right, right, just a comedic interlude. Yeah, like, if, I mean, if you're in comedic, that's more Bart Allen, which is Barry Allen's grandson from the great grandson from the future, who's Impulse, who later becomes Kid Flash, who becomes Flash, then goes back to being Kid Flash. <laughs> but <laughs> and Quicksilver's just sitting there going, I can't even keep up. <laughs> exactly, can't even keep up with all the flashes. Too many flashes. <laughs> all right, similar characters. We both love Flash better. Let's move on because we can stay there forever. <laughs> this next one's really interesting because Kevin Joseph gave us some insight when he was on our show. And that is yeah. the man thing and swamp thing. Now, the man thing yep. came out in 1971, May of 1971, in Savage Tales number one. Yep. And then three months later, in July of 1971, in House of Secrets number 92, Swamp Thing. Yep. Now, Man Thing was created by Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, Jerry Conway, and Gray Morrow. So right, has four creators to him. Yeah, there's four creators, but Roy Thomas, I believe, was the main guy that came up with the whole concept and everything. Uh, I I I because I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I don't remember what I don't remember what Kevin told us. So we'll link to that episode down below. Go back and listen to what Kevin told us. But it's, it's it was one it was not Stan Lee. It's one of the other three. Was, I thought it was <laughs> Ro- Roy Thomas and Lynn Wine lived together. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Roy, who? Okay, who created Man Thing again? Stanley, Roy Thomas, Gary Conway, or Jerry Conway it was G E R R Y, right? And Gray Mar- and Gray Morrow. Okay, so is it Gary Conway and Lynn Wine? Dude, the, the new Mac keyboard sucks. Right. Okay. Okay. Here, here it is. It doesn't really matter because it was Lynn Wine and Gary Conway lived together, right? Yeah, I think so. It's- so I think it's Gary or Jerry Conway and Lynn Wine, or is either Roy Thomas and Lynn Wine. Somebody lived with Lynn Wine. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> right. it, it wasn't Stanley on the Marvel side. And the cool thing is, is Lynn Wine very famously brought up the concept of Swamp Thing and then created it with one of my favorite artists of all time. Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, Bernie Wrightson. Rest in peace. The guy's the man. Yeah. The man's amazing. Yeah. They, 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 I don't think you could have a better artist. Mm-mm. Now, but Roy Thomas, Gary Conway, and all them, one of those guys lived with Lynn Wine. They both independently came up with these characters that are very similar. It was Gary Conway that lived with them. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. They, you know, and I believe them when they say they didn't look at each other's work. They didn't know that the other one was creating what they were creating until well, they basically came out in 1971. Here's a quote from Len Wine talking about it in 2008. It says, Gary and I thought that unconsciously the origin of Swamp Thing number one was a bit too similar to the origin of Man Thing a year and a half or a year, a year and a half earlier, where there was a vague talk at the time around Marvel of legal action, but it was never really pursued. I don't know if any letters uh, or any letters ever changed hands between Marvel and DC. We weren't happy with the situation over the Swamp Thing number one origin, but we figured it was an accident. Gary was a roommate with Lynn uh, at the time and tried to talk him into changing the Swamp Thing's origin. Lynn didn't see the similarities, so uh, he went ahead with it, with what he was going to do. The two characters verged off this off of that same origin, so it didn't make much difference anyway. It's, so that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I kind of 
went both ways. Yeah, and it could whatever. have gone either way. It sounds sorry, like that was, that, was, that was Roy Thomas that said that, not not Lynn Wayne. That was Roy Thomas. Said yeah, that. yeah. So I mean, so that's very much a Marvel heavy sided way of thinking about it. Um, they did come out months from each other, not a year, three months. Yeah, yeah. So and it, well, so he, what he's saying is Swamp Thing number one was a bit too early than Man Thing a year and a half earlier because Swamp Thing first appeared in in House of Secrets, not Swamp Thing one. Right. So it was like how the tickets came out there three months later, there were, three months before that was man thing. And then a year and a half later, Swamp Thing number one came out. Now we haven't said who created Swamp Thing besides uh, those two. There's actually like seven different Swamp Things. You know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. There's Alex Olson created by Lynn Wine and Bernie Wrightson. Right. There's Alec Holland created by Lynn Wine and Bernie Wrightson. Okay. There's Albert Holliver or Holliver created by Alan Moore and Stan Watch. There's Teffy Holland. Are you created saying by that he's the- a, Legacy character? Kind of. like it, It's like the mantle of Swamp Thing gets passed down. Yeah. Teffy Holland, created by Doug Wheeler and Pat Broderick. Alan Hallman, by Doug Wheeler and Mike Hoffman. Um, Aaron Halley, created by John J. Muth. Muth? Right. M-U-T-H. Muth. And then, um, fucking long names, Calbraith A.H. Rogers, created by Scott Snyder and Yannick Paquet, which that's the, the New 52 Swamp Thing, which is really fucking good. Oh, really? Yeah. So check it out. So- those are all like the various swamp things. So, are they the same characters? I mean, mm, they're similar. They're similar. But they're very I mean, different. Alan Moore kind of wrote the definitive swamp thing in a lot of people's minds, even though that's so good. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's it's, it's weird to say this. It's very Shakespearean in a lot of ways. It really is. It really is. It's, it's, you would think for a, a monster called Swamp Thing, you'd get these weird, like, yeah. disgusting monster tales, but you don't. You get these really intricate stories. Yeah, because it's really about. The, the the suffering and, yeah. and coming to terms with what and who you are and right. the things that have to happen and it's you know and there's a love and lost and it's it's very yep. it's very intricate and mm-hmm. it's probably some of his best writing that I think it he's is. done I mean because I'm I like the Watchmen as a whole but I'm not a I'm not like a Watchmen fanatic by any stretch of the imagination I could care less. Um, no, and I mean, we and we both feel the same way about the Killing Joke. We're both like, meh, you know. Yeah. His his Swamp Thing stuff is is some of the best. But his, yeah, ever. his Swamp Thing stuff is ridiculous. I have almost all of the Alan Moore run nice. on there. Um, that's where you you get introduced to Constantine, who is, you know, I mean, I have a lot of favorites, but he really is one of my absolute <laughs> favorites. You know, he's fucking dope. Yeah, it's cool. yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding when I think of Sandman Slim, is Constantine on steroids. Yeah. And it just makes me even love it even more, you know, right, because right, right. if you know, if you've had, if you get a chance to talk with Richard Cadre, you know, for a fact that that Sam and Slim is all Richard. There's no outside right. influence. Yeah, yeah. It's just really cool. I mean, there's outside he is, influences he is dark. <laughs> because he, he's an eclectic reader and, and move watcher of movies. So, you know, it all a part of it, but yeah, dude, it's amazing stuff. And Alan Moore gave us Constantine. So for that, I'll always be thankful. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And if you read like Scott Snyder's run, it's all about the green and the earth. And again, there's, there's, there's like the torment and stuff in there too, but he, he adds on these, and there's, he adds all these elements to it. That's just, it just makes it so intricate. And so, I mean, if you haven't read Scott Snyder's new 52 runs, probably one of one of my favorite books that came out of DC's new 52. Sorry about that. So I was just talking about how you're going to, you're going to, you're going to give me all your comic books for free someday. Sure. Give you all yeah, no. my comic books. <laughs> no, no. All right. So I think we're done with Swamp Thing and Man Thing. I think they are 
similar in their birth, but I, you know, this is oddly enough. This is a very DC heavy episode as far as yours and my favorite characters of, these, of all these battles or matchups. Yeah. Right. Cause like, I would say it's clear that Swamp Thing, we both like way more than Man Thing. Yeah. Even though Man Thing's first, we both really yeah. love Swamp Thing more because again, sometimes look, I, I, I heard what you, you hear what I said about the flash. Yeah. Now, if we went through 40 years of the flash, but it was just never written very well. And then they, and then Marvel came out with Quicksilver and you're just like blown away about the writing and the backstory and everything else that happened. Well, then that's what happens. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you could say Quicksilver is better, but that's not what happened. No, in this situation, it's, it's only a couple months apart, but you have somebody like Bernie Wrightson working in Lynn wine. Lynn wine is no fucking slouch, man. That guy is an amazing uh, Wolf, writer. Wolf, fucking fucking Wolverine. Yeah. So, <laughs> You know, you have two amazing people in their prime writing something. Man Thing doesn't stand a chance, and Man Thing's kind of boring, anyways. You know, right? So Marvel never did. Marvel never did much with him to actually kind of no flush him out. Because I mean, Lynn White and Bernie Wrightson just went off a Swamp Thing and did you know was making these great things, and then Man Thing just kind of fizzled out. And they bring him back here and there. They need fizzle out. They didn't bring him back, and he come. He shows up. He shows up every now and then, but it's like. Who do you think of when you think of something thing, swamp thing? Yep. 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 <laughs> you know? Something thing. You're not, no one's going to say man thing. No, no. I mean, Most the name like, is not as cool. There's just no. too much that is all about swamp thing. So there you go. So yeah. Similar. Similar, but swamp thing's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one I think is actually probably going to be a short conversation because it's just on here because I saw it on the website of, of, of them being compared to being similar. And I'll be completely honest. I don't know who the Barbara character is. I've never heard okay, of him. Well, I mean, I've heard of him, but I've never read it. I think with who it is, I'll let you do the introductions. All right. So on the uh, the DC side, it's Superman. So it's kind of funny how we did this list because we started in episode one with our first matchup being Batman and Moon Knight. And we're ending our last one here, three, with uh, Superman and Hyperion from Marvel Comics. Now, there are a lot of other characters that you could compare to Superman. But when I was looking this stuff up, I, I found a lot of people comparing Hyperion to Superman as being the most similar in uh, powers and origin and stuff like that. Yeah. And being basically a, a ripoff of Superman. Now Superman first appeared in action comics, number one, 1939 and Hyperion first appeared in Avengers number 69 from October of 1969. Now um, Hyperion was created by Roy Thomas and Sabo Sima and Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. And Wait, who 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 did? Who did Superman? No, I, I okay. I thought you were talking about Hyperion. Oh uh, no, Superman, yeah, okay. Jerry Siegel, and Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hyperion was Roy Thomas and Sabasima. All right, so Hyperion, I don't really know anything about him, honestly. I'm hoping you and all your Marvelism know no, something about him. No, not really, because he's not a very popular character. I can tell you right out of Wikipedia, Hyperion is the name of a, of a number of fictional characters. There's a number of people that's been known that appearing in American comic published by Marvel Comics. This is right off of Wikipedia. Because we both don't know, you know, and it's kind of funny that we chose this um, just out of you saying, oh, yeah, there's been a lot of people that have compared the two. Right. I mean, I'd heard of the character before because he's part of um, Squadron Supreme, yeah, so, which I kind of read a little bit, but it's I don't know anything. I mean, the original Hyperion made his debut in the Avengers number 69 in October of 1969, uh, created by writer Roy Thomas in uh, Sao Bushima. Subsequently, Marvel introduced various of the versions of Hyperion, which, originating in a different dimension of the Marvel multiverse, with seven distinct versions of the character to date. Three supervillains belonging to the team Squadron Sinister, 
another villain with greater power levels than all the others, two heroes from alternate universes, and a zombified clone. The first Hyperion, Zip Ron, this is, might be where it's coming, was a member of Squadron Sinister gathered by the Cosmic Grand Master to fight against a team of Avengers gathered by the time-traveling Kang. The group later returned to the fight, the Defenders with the alien Nebulon, granting him additional superpowers. The original Hyperion later learned that he's a duplicate version of Hyperion of Earth-712. I think Earth-616 is um, our yeah, Earth. 616 is Marvel Universe, yeah. Uh, created by the Grandmaster for a while, he rejected the Earth-712 version, but ultimately dies fighting against Earth-712 Hyperion. A different Hyperion later appears with the latest Squadron Sinister, but is defeated by the Thunderbolts. I don't even know who the Thunderbolts are. They're a, a team of superheroes. Yeah, in 2003, Marvel launched Supreme Power, a new take on this Squadron Supreme Universe, designated Earth 31916, which I don't get their numbering of Earth, but whatever. And their, their numbers don't mean, I don't know Just what they do mean. Just do Earth they're 1. Weird. Earth 2. Yeah, Earth 1. But I guess, well, that's, 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 that's what DC does. DC does 1, well, 2, it makes 3. Sense. So they had to do something. Why, why do all this weird shit? Because it had to be different. Where Hyperion is an alien baby. Here you go. Earth 31916, where Hyperion is an alien baby sent to Earth from a dying planet. The origin mirrors that of Superman. By here, Hyperion is found and raised by the United States government to be a oh. superpowered operative. He later turns on the government, helps establish Earth 31916, first superhero team. It appears as though this version of Hyperion was killed during Marvel's 2015 Secret War storyline. Others versions of Hyperion sent over the years, including the vastly powerful King Hyperion from an alternate universe, a zombie version that shows up on Earth 616, and an alternate reality Hyperion that first joined the Avengers and later became a member of the 616 version of the Squadron, Squadron Supreme in Baron Hyperion that led a portion of Battleworld during Secret Wars, fighting against several other versions of the Squadron Supreme, Squadron Sinister. So I guess the where they get to be similar is the is this, alien this, this, baby. The, the, 31, the 31916 one? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess. I, mean, I don't know his power set. Oh, here we go. Powers and abilities. Uh, all versions of Hyperion possess superhuman strength, stamina, speed, durability, flight. Like that name's like 99% of the <laughs> superheroes everywhere. Uh, and in right. a few cases, powerful breath. There, there's your Superman. Um, also has greatly enhanced sensory perception, Superman, which tends to yeah. perceive the entire electromagnetic spectrum, Superman. Um, IR, UV vision, radio hearing, and radar, Superman. And atomic vision. I don't know if he has that, but he doesn't need X-ray it. vision. The, the equivalent X-ray vision. Okay, Superman. The heroic 712 version of Hyperion also possesses the ability to use cosmic energy to augment his life force, granting him great long longevity and regenerative abilities, courtesy of his internal heritage. King Hyperion has vast healing abilities and can regenerate even if his body is blown apart, given a sufficient amount of time. Most of the versions of Hyperion's powers and vitality are diminished when exposed to agnonite radiation. Hello, Superman. Kryptonite. Kryptonite, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Kryptonite. This, the Earth 712 Hyperion also has a college degree in journalism. Hello, Superman. <laughs> wow. So the powers and abilities totally shows you that, yeah. He's pretty so, <laughs> much a rip up, but it sounds like they don't take him too seriously. That he's yeah. died, he's been a lot of other things. It really just might be um, Roy Thomas and Sal Bushima, kind of an homage to Superman and, and the influence that Superman's had. Yeah, and kind of twisting on his head, making him a villain here and there, and doing kind of weird yeah, stuff with them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, does that one? Which hearing that, how do you feel about that one? I mean, I feel like they took a lot, I mean, clearly they took a lot of things from Superman to make a character. 
like reading the powers and abilities, it's like, all right, you basically just took all things Superman, kind of tweaked him a little bit and made another character. I mean, if, if, if you look at him, he actually, in the, the picture on Wikipedia, he looks more like Shazam, right? Well, he's blonde hair. He's got that classic jizzled jaw yeah. with the, with the he, uh, cleft chin. He's a red and yellow costume, kind of like Shazam does. And yeah, he does look more like Shazam. And he's got is that go-go boots. And what kind of boots would you call those? Those are go- those are well, those are pirate boots, I guess. Yeah, go- pirate, boots. pirate boots. Yeah, those are pirate boots. That's kind of funny. But I think we can clearly state that the better character here is Superman. Oh no, it's Hyperion all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Can you. you imagine? Can yeah, you Hyperion imagine if I was serious boy. though? And I was like arguing <laughs> right. that why Hyperion is such a better character than Superman. Right. There's probably there's probably somebody out there who lo- who loves Hyperion as their favorite character, you know? Hey man, I, I just the fact that you're reading and enjoying this medium. Uh, I'm happy. Me too. I, I really am. And, it, and it's true with any of these characters. I don't care if you like Bumblebee over the Wasp or Hawkman over Angel or yeah. Black Cat over Catwoman, whatever. whatever you want, or Jonah Hex over Punisher, as long as you're reading. Because th- these comic books are here to be fun, and that's what they're they're all about. I mean, I, I told yeah, you I get out of fun. my head when I see Green Lantern do all this weird stuff. And I know I said that we wouldn't mention him again, but- it doesn't really matter, right? And and no, it's all comedy. If you it's love fun. it, then my God, you keep reading those and, and have fun yeah. with it. It's all good. And ultimately, here's where here's where I want to end this, right? I mean, we could, we don't. I don't think we really need to go too much on a Superman because we've talked about Superman so much on this show and before. Yeah. And we kind of you, you kind of just went through a long way of going through Hyperion, where we kind of you can clearly see there's differences in the characters, right. but his main power set of a character is it is based. Yeah, on we Superman. did go a long it way just because we both didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but here's here's where I want to I want to end this first set of three similar characters. I'm, I'm sure we're going to do more down the road, but I want to end it on this: is it doesn't matter if your, the character you like came first or second. It doesn't matter if the character you like is very similar to another character. All that matters is the characters you read have some originality behind them, and you enjoy them. That's all that matters. Because in reality, all characters are going to be based on something else. Anyways, they're going to come from yeah. somewhere. It doesn't matter about where you take them and what you do with them down the road, because you can, we can, we can take any character in either universe and compare them to somebody else and say how they're rip off of, of, of this or rip off of that. You, I mean, you can say Superman's a rip off of Samson, you know, from the Bible or whatever, if you want you to. Could whatever say that. You, I mean, you could yeah. say that he was very much influenced by Samson. Yeah, exactly. Or Hercules so you, or yeah, any of that. Exactly. Yeah. You can correlate those anywhere you want to do. Our whole point here is just kind of have some fun with it, debate it a little bit, and see where we, see, see where we fall at the yeah, end. Yeah, and see how mad I can get Johnny at me. It's pretty easy. Just, <laughs> just, just call Superman a bully and I'll be mad. <laughs> well, you know, Green Air and Hawkeye got you. <laughs> you Spider-Man's a little bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell Eli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he died, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. He's not around to do anything. Dude, did you see, speaking of Spider-Man, did you, see what, did you see what happened at Ace Comic Con with Tom Holland? No. What happened? So, clearly it was staged, right? But Tom Holland has, has, a, has a tendency to leak things, right? Okay. And... He had a, he put out an Instagram video. Is like, hey guys, I'm here at Ace Comic Con. I have no nothing I can tell you. I mean, I don't know why anybody's even talking about the Spider Man movie. I mean, I died in the last movie, but I got the script for the new movie. And he holds up an iPad with a with the black image that says Spider Man Far From Home. Oh no! Which is the title. Yeah, and I mean, they say they say it was an accident, but I mean, clearly it was planned, right? Because they released they released the name on the next day officially yeah. and the, the official title and stuff like that. So I mean, clearly it was planned, right, but right. It was just kind of funny it, that it happened at Ace Comic Con. But they did an Ace Comic Con in our hometown, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I think that's a show, man. 
That's a weird segue, but yeah, that's a show. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing's been weird segues. This has been Go a with weird it, episode. We it. had two. So I don't know when this one's getting released because we're kind of, you know. Well, so this one's, we've, we've already said this, this is coming out on Monday, July 2nd. We've already oh. said that in the beginning of the show. So our last episode before this one, we had a lot of like, this is a weird episode. Yeah. So this was a weird episode. We're like, it's funny. It's a lot of the, I love episodes that get like this though, because it's a lot of fun because we go off yeah. and we talk yeah. about a lot of stuff, but we bring it back. And the reason that that happens is because we're dealing with comic books and that's where you're going to get the most of these types of, these type of episodes. Yeah. Exactly. Because we just, it's hard for us to shut up. I know, right? All right. There you go. All right, guys, that is a show. Don't forget, we're available everywhere podcasts are heard. And you can also see us, talk with us, communicate with us. Where at? Well, our biggest one is Twitter. Just spoiler underscore country. We're on that all day long. You can email us at spoilercountry at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. Just search for Spoiler Country. You can give us a call at 707-656-2080. Leave a voicemail, and we're going to do something with those someday. Again, that number is 707-656-2080. And you can just Google search us. You'll find us. You can go to scpod.net and read some extra stuff. But usually, lately, we've been putting um, transcripts on our episodes. So if you go to our website, you go see a thing at the bottom that says read more for the transcript. Yep. And you can hear what a computer thinks we're saying. And sometimes it's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So just a caveat, if there's anything that is widely inappropriate, obviously, if you can hear us, you know, that's not, you know, what we're saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but it's fine. The computer that actually <laughs> does the transcription, we use a, we use a free service. That's probably why it does. The what computer it does. is apparently racist. So. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the computer is inherently racist or something's going on. And or sometimes it's just completely off. We're like, why? It's we're not even. It's not even close to that of what we're saying. Right. But it's kind of funny, <laughs> so we just leave it alone. <laughs> We've mostly left them as is, unless we catch something really bad in there. But mostly they're just left as is. You know, it might be kind of funny to take like a do like a ten minute segment or something, run it through the run it through that, and then just read verbatim what it says. <laughs> yeah. Well, we would be funny is to take one of the episodes and just kind yeah. of like look at the transcripts and say, oh my god, it's widely not what we said at all. <laughs> and then, like, play the audio, what we said, and then read what the transcript is saying. Oh, God, that'd be hilarious. You know what I mean? So it's just because some of it, you, know, you can just do, like, a, a sentence or two. Some of it is just, it's ridiculous. It's like, what? <laughs> That's not even close to what we said. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So there you guys go. We are out of here. Don't forget, open that mind and read more. See ya. Dude, that episode did not go how I planned, but I think it's going to come out good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode. It's hilarious. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs>